Welcome to the South Mimsview podcast. I'd like you to take a moment to think about something. How relevant is this podcast to your life? How relevant is the subject of irrelevance? Will the next 15 minutes or so be a complete waste of time? Or perhaps could the study of what is relevant and irrelevant help us all think more clearly about what matters and does not matter in our lives? Those are big questions. Some might say they're deep questions. But are they relevant questions? I'm on the line, which is a little bit dodgy today, with South Mims U's latest addition to our academic staff, Milo M. Milton, and he's our Professor of Irrelevant Studies. Hello. Thank you for giving me the chance to talk about a subject which has long been neglected. Is that a surprise? I mean, that the subject of irrelevance has long been neglected? It surprised me when I tried to find academic papers which examined it in depth. But if something is irrelevant, why study it? Because it is a mirror of relevance. Well, could you explain that? Everything has an opposite. It's antithesis. Black has white and vice versa. Silence, noise, noise, silence. Empty, full, full, empty. These are opposites which are symbiotic, like yin and yang. When you have one, you think of the other. Clever, stupid, stupid, clever. That's it. Though I suspect you mentioned those two concepts as a commentary on the study of irrelevance. Oh, not at all. I just wanted to continue the thought. I wouldn't blame you if you did. I'm often told that my abiding interest in irrelevance is perverse, a waste of time, and even stupid. Well, I can imagine. But but why are you so interested in so-called irrelevant things? Because I suspect... That leads us to some deep philosophical conclusions. Such as? That perhaps nothing is irrelevant and that everything matters. And consequently, we all have worth. Well, that's quite a leap. I mean, suddenly you're talking very philosophically. I mean, are are you studying the value of people and things rather than their relevance to any specific situation or person? I suppose I am. Okay, so how did you get interested in the irrelevant? As a student... I stumbled across a book called The Drunken Goldfish by William Hartston. It was published in 1987 and subtitled A Celebration of Irrelevant Research. I've never heard of it. The title referred to an obscure study Hartston discovered while browsing in the university library in Cambridge. He liked to read obscure papers which, on the face of it, seemed to be about totally irrelevant research projects. Like the behaviour of drunken goldfish? Yes, which, when dug into a little deeper actually turns out to be highly relevant research. Can you give us a flavour of that paper? Sweet vermouth. Sorry? My little joke. You said, give me a flavour of the research. Oh, OK, yes, I get it. Sorry, jokes are not my strong point. Anyway, the research was published in 1969, and it was called The Use of Goldfish as a Model for Alcoholic Amnesia in Man, and it was by R.S. Weibeck, published in the Quarterly Journal of Studies on Alcohol. Uh, Volume 30, issue 4, to be precise. They gave cocktails to goldfish? They added alcohol to the water in their bowl, yes. Was it sweet vermouth? No, just pure alcohol. Well, it would have been funny if it had been um, a gin and tonic. It would have. Perhaps you could replicate the research with your favourite cocktail. Uh, No, no, I'll I'll stick to podcasts. Uh, Go on, Milo. Well, the results showed, you could say predictably, that a goldfish's memory was impaired by alcohol. But I thought goldfish didn't have much of a memory to begin with. Uh, That's a myth. They can remember things, just not for long. In the experiment, the bowl, 
Well, it was a tank which was split into two at one end. Shaped like a Y, fish food was regularly placed in just one side of the split, always the same side. The fish restarted at the bottom of the Y, known whether to turn right or left to find the food. Okay. But when alcohol was added to the water, the fish got disoriented. You mean drunk? I don't know about drunk exactly. Tipsy. But the title of the paper says drunken. No, that's the book. The paper is more scientifically titled. Oh, yes, yes, sorry, I remember. Yeah, yeah, go on. So, as the alcohol levels were varied, the confusion of the tipsy goldfish became more apparent, and they couldn't remember which side of the tank the food was in. Right, so alcohol impairs memory. What's irrelevant about that? I mean, we all know that to be true. If you drink too much, you forget stuff. You could say it's obvious, I suppose. That's my point. It might be obvious, but it's not irrelevant. The paper, though obscure, offbeat and slightly crazy, was highly relevant. It made a particularly good point, one that we can extrapolate to humans. But why use fish? I don't quite know why, but there may be a clue in the paper's conclusions, which showed that, in this experiment at least, a goldfish's ability to perform a task it's been trained to do, that is, to find food in a specific place, depends on the alcohol concentration of the water being the same as when it initially learned that same task. Hold on, I mean, this is getting complicated for me, and if I may say so, even more irrelevant. What the paper showed is that if you trained the fish to find the food in a specific place when it was already three sheets to the wind... That is, drunk. ...or tipsy, yes, it would forget where the food was if the water did not have any alcohol in it. Uh, so if the fish learned to do something sober, it couldn't do it drunk, but if the fish learned to do it when it was drunk... It couldn't then do it again when it was sober. Exactly. That's irrelevant. It's fascinating. Your irrelevant is my fascinating. Your irrelevance is my relevance. I'm lost, Milo. The research might sound obscure, or the basis for a Monty Python sketch, but it does highlight something important. It underlies a simple and very human message. Don't get drunk if you want to do something or remember something. Well, you didn't need to take some goldfish down the pub to establish that, now did you? No. But writing about the experiment and then discussing it reinforces the important message. Well, that's stretching the case for the relevance of this research, isn't it? It is. But I think the point I'm making is that it is extremely difficult to truly define relevance. The fish paper is relevant to someone. It's relevant to the people who did the research. It's relevant to the people who read the paper and find it fascinating. I don't think Hartston meant to say it was truly irrelevant. So Hartston is then is wrong? He's not wrong. He's just, well, it's a way of describing obscure, offbeat research by casually using the word irrelevant, which suggests that the research has no use to anyone. It actually attracts readers, readers like me. And you're saying that the drunken fish research does have some practical uses. I am, not just because it might illuminate the effects of alcohol on the brains of living things, but because... And this is the crux of the argument, because Hartston was interested in the paper in the first place. So was his publisher and the people who bought the book, and me, and, well, the fact that we're talking about it in this podcast. And that's what makes it relevant, right? Yes. But its relevance shouldn't depend on us or Hartston, but on the science in the paper, surely? No. Something is relevant when someone pays attention to it and is enriched by it, even in a small way, for a few minutes. That is relevance. Right, so this is the idea that something exists when someone thinks about it or encounters it, or turns an idea into a thought. You could say that. I'm not a philosopher, so that's outside my remit. But your point is, because Hartston, who is a chess master, I believe, so 
a clever man, because he thought it was relevant, because then he thought it was also irrelevant, made it um, relevant. Uh, that is not irrele irrelevant. Uh, sorry, my brain is starting to hurt. You put it very well. I did? Oh, right, so nothing is irrelevant. Do you mind if I don't answer that just yet? Well, why? Because then we'd have nothing else to talk about. Oh, right, OK, and we still have a few minutes to go. The Halston book had some other seemingly irrelevant research. Such as? Why the growth of radishes is not affected by the use of holy water. You're joking. No, I'm not. Well, that's, that's funny, radishes and holy water. That, that's funny. Hence its relevance. OK, right, its relevance isn't intrinsic, then. The purpose, content or conclusions of the research. But its effect on me is its relevance, because it tickles my funny bone. Your funny bone makes it relevant. I get it. Now, there's another source of this kind of research, and it's a website and magazine which was set up years after the Hartston Drunken Goldfish book came out. It's called Improbable Research. Yes, no, I've heard of that. Uh, South Mims has an association with Improbable Research and the Ig Nobel Awards which go with it. Indeed. That's an annual set of prizes a kind of offbeat version of the Nobel Prizes, which are given to obscure kinds of research, like the ones in Hartston's book. But they don't call those pro projects irrelevant, do they? No. Improbable is a better word, in my opinion. Not so long ago, South Mims U examined their citation of a paper on what makes people or things creepy. Yes. Great podcast, hosted by a robot dressed as a clown. Which in itself could be called irrelevant, but it isn't. Indeed, Mark Abrahams, the man who edits the Improbable Research magazine, sums up the criteria they use when choosing papers as research that makes you laugh and then think. Laughter and thought. You can't get more relevant than that. So, well, you can say that about anything, though. I mean, there's always someone out there who will find any obscure thing either funny or interesting or both. Which means it's relevant to them. But isn't that a circular argument? I mean, there's no right answer or wrong answer. Nothing is relevant or irrelevant. No, that's only half right. Um, which half is wrong? There is no right answer. But you said one half was wrong. Nothing is irrelevant because everything is relevant. I'm still confused. If you think it through, you'll see what I mean. And setting these conundrums is what you do all day, is it? I'm sorry? You spend your days studying irrelevance, only to discover that nothing is irrelevant because everything is, um, subjective. That's not what I do all day. Well, what do you do all day? I research the physics of fluff. Fluff? Fluff. The kind that accumulates under your bed. OK, I mean, I mean, how do you do that exactly? We have a lab with a bed in it. Right. It's my bedroom. And you sleep in it? I do. It's how you generate fluff. By living in the lab, which is my bedroom, my activity, combined with the environment, generates the materials which, through physical forces, including gravity, form balls of fluff. And you uh, watch the fluff form, do you? We have instruments which locate potential balls of fluff and then track them as they accumulate particulate material to form the fluff ball. What's the point of that? It's an interesting branch of physics, mechanics, chaos theory, the mathematics of materials, static electricity, quantum mechanics, uh, and aesthetics, oh, as well as the environmental studies of pollution. Oh, plus the durability of clothing, furnishings, etc. All that in a ball of fluff? Yes. And, as I hinted, there's gravity too. Gravity. 
and the centrifugal and Coriolis effects caused by the Earth's rotation, including whether those vary with the time of the year, and the shifting polarity of the Earth's magnetic field. And all that affects the formation of balls of fluff? It does, in my opinion. I'm trying to prove it, especially the polarity point. You're just making this up to get me to tell you that your research is irrelevant, right? That's what you're doing, right? No. If you think it's irrelevant, then that's your opinion. So why is your research relevant? For all the reasons I mentioned, all those areas of study. The formation of a fluff ball is interesting, and understanding it is useful. If you say so, I'm beginning to think that the relevance of irrelevance is wearing a little thin, to be frank. That's the point I wanted to get to. You did? Yes. Even though that's your subject? I mean, your major subject. You are, after all, a professor of irrelevance. My title is irrelevant. Ah, well there, you've found something that's truly irrelevant. The title of professor. You won't be popular in the common room. A nice try. The title of professor is, of course, highly relevant to the person who holds it, even if others think their bunch of study is irrelevant. Which it can't be because... Um... Nothing is irrelevant. So how does this help us as uh, individual human beings? What I mean is, how does it make us feel better? Or would answering that question lead us to what some might call a conclusion that's a bit too, um, well, fluffy? Understanding that nothing is irrelevant, that everything matters, helps us realise that our ideas, our hopes, our passions, and very beings are relevant. They matter. You don't have to be famous or renowned. You don't have to be brilliant or beautiful or have an amazing skill. You just have to be interested in the world around you and the people in it. And your interest and your engagement makes you and them and everything they produce relevant. So why don't you call your department relevant studies? Because then it wouldn't get to the heart of that subject. The simple truth that we are all relevant. But the key word is relevant. And the word irrelevant attracts us to the subject and makes us think in a new way. I still don't see why you can't call it relevant studies. Because the only thing that is irrelevant is the question of relevance. So relevance is irrelevant. Relevance isn't irrelevant. The question of relevance is Asking if something is relevant is irrelevant. I'm lost again, Milo. Sorry. Just don't ask the question. Just enjoy what you find relevant or interesting and get on with your life. Right. You know, now I see what you mean. Free yourself from relevance and you'll stop worrying about wasting time. You'll be free from society's constant demand for relevance. Just be who you are and be interested in what interests you. Yes, that's, that is liberating. You know, thank you, Milo. Though there is a danger that this podcast might be irrelevant. What? Only joking. Oh, right. OK. Well, thank you very much, Milo. And thank you, dear listeners. Celebrate irrelevance and keep smiling. Goodbye. <laughs>